Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. When we aren't afraid of death, we are less afraid of life. From these episodes, I aim for all of us to take more risks in life, go after our dreams, have great relationships, and of course, some fun in the process. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international bestseller, We Don't Die, a skeptic's discovery of life after death. And to our listener today, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be here episode after episode. I know the episodes make a difference for me, and I really hope they do for you too. So I thank you for your loyalty. I thank you for your sharing. The show's been growing just leaps and bounds lately. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. And today, a little bit different conversation. We are going to talk about animals in the realm of We Don't Die. And I'm delighted because uh, for the very first time we have an expert in animals. And so let me tell you about her. Her name is Kathleen Prasad and she's the founder of Animal Reiki Source and the president of the Shelter Animal Reiki Association. Kathleen has taught Reiki to the staff and volunteers of organizations such as Bright Haven, the Care Foundation, Best Friends Animal Society, the San Francisco SPCA, and Guide Dogs for the Blind. A global leader in this profession, Kathleen has authored three books on Reiki for animals, teaching people how to use Reiki's spiritual energy to help heal their animals. Kathleen's been published in many magazines, including Dog Fancy, Animal Wellness Magazine, and many others, as well as being featured regularly in television and radio shows. Kathleen Prasad offers regular classes at Bright Haven Holistic Animal Retreat in Santa Rosa, California, and also travels extensively to teach. So welcome to We Don't Die Radio, Kathleen Prasad. Hello, Kathleen. Hi, Sandra. Thank you so much for inviting me today. Oh, I'm thrilled. And for our listener, if you happen to be by your computer, if you go to wedontdieradio.com, you can see a picture of Kathleen so you know who it is that you're listening to right now. So Kathleen, uh, first of all, I'm super delighted because um, it's going to mix up our show a little. Instead of talking about uh, our loved ones that are in human form uh, that we don't die, we're talking about animals. And so um, as an animal lover myself, and I've had quite a few in my past, and currently I have a cat named Harry, um, (laughs) you know, thank you for doing what you do and, and having it be about animals. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit just about yourself, where you are, and maybe a little bit how you got involved with animals. And and then I'm going to ask you at some point what Reiki is, because some uh, many actually don't know what it is, and I don't know that much about it. And just, if you don't mind taking the microphone right now and telling us about yourself a little. Sure. Well, um, I live in Marin County, which is just north of San Francisco. And I am a California girl. I've grown up here my whole life in the Bay Area. And I absolutely adore this part of the world. And um, I live here with my husband and daughter and my dog. And I have two horses who nice. live in Sonoma, who are, um, who I actually, I was just visiting them this morning. Um, and I have, um, over the years, had many, many animals in my life and have found them to be my greatest friends, yes, my most beloved um, 
companions in life and also my most profound spiritual teachers. And that really unexpectedly became my life's calling. I used to be a middle school teacher in San Francisco for many years, and I learned Reiki as a self-healing technique. And then the animals in my life began to come forward and want to connect in that beautiful Reiki energy space. And then everything just kind of took over and suddenly <laughs> I became uh, a Reiki person, I guess. Reiki kind of became my life and the animals were guiding me every single step. And so although it's totally unexpected, I absolutely am so honored and love what I do which is these days focusing on teaching people how to connect with their animals through Reiki. And Reiki really is about healing and growing in the spirit. Could you explain a little bit, Kathleen, what Reiki is? I, I, the only experience I've had with Reiki is I had um, gone to a spa. Somebody had given me a full day at the spa and one of the treatments was Reiki. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what the heck this is. And so my experience was lying on the massage table mm -hmm. and I was on my back and I felt like somebody was putting this really hot, uh, I don't know if it was some kind of a light or something on my belly. And it was really hot, almost like I too, too hot. So mm -hmm. I opened my eyes just to tell the woman, just whatever it is to not do it. And it was her hands that were over my <laughs> belly. And at that moment, I thought, what is this? I mean, there's just, it was just impossible to me to think that that kind of heat could come out of a, of a human being. And so, although I didn't understand Reiki, I just, I knew that there was something very profound to it because there's some kind of energy going on here. So if you don't mind just explaining what it is. Oh, sure. Well, the word Reiki actually comes from two Japanese words, Rei and Ki. Rei meaning spirit and mm -hmm. Ki meaning energy. So in, in like a general sense, Reiki refers to spiritual energy, which is what we're all made of. What you're made of, what I'm made of, the, the chair, the table, the moon, the sun, the earth, you know, yes. all of us, we're all spiritual energy. So that's kind of what that word means. But the system of Reiki was actually um, started in Japan by Miko Usui in the early 1900s. And the system of techniques, specific spiritual techniques, which are designed to help us to uncover our true self or our spiritual energy. So even though we are spiritual energy, we don't usually remember that. <laughs> we kind I of, know that. Yes. <laughs> that we go yeah. We go through our life um, really stuck on the physical, the outer right. shell, you know, the jacket that we wear for this short time that uh -huh. we're on this planet. And the system of Reiki has many techniques designed to help us to shed all those layers of forgetfulness and remember our inner true self and who we really are, which really is spiritual energy. And so when we remember that we are spiritual energy, we begin to have these profound experiences of connection to others. And in my case, I really train people how to, to do that with animals, but also compassion. Because when you realize we're all one, then you are motivated to act in a very compassionate way. And so for me, it's really about 
remembering that connection so that we can do our, um, our, our hearts, we can follow our heart's path, which for me is about service on this planet, service to others. And, and specifically for my students, we do a lot in service for animals. So animals in sanctuaries, animals in shelters, rescued animals, and helping them to heal and to get better. So it is a system for healing. And the, the treatment that you had was like a typical treatment for a human. Uh-huh. It looks very different when we work with animals. Um, obviously, we wouldn't put them on a massage table and force <laughs> them to be still for an hour. But, um, oh, a warm but- cloth over their eyes, cucumbers. <laughs> <Right>. Yes. <laughs> the music in the background. Well, you might. <laughs> but the goal really is is to to rediscover our true self, our inner spirit. And that when we when we get in touch with that, then we are in touch with our own infinite healing power, which each of us has. And so that's how the healing sort of comes. But um, it comes from a very, very deep place with Reiki. That's really beautiful. Um, Yeah, it's so easy. In in fact, I think 99% of the time, most of us forget that we're these infinite souls. It's so easy just to be living as a human being. And one of the reasons I created this show is to hear stories and to remind us that we are so much more. Kathleen, do you have any um, maybe stories of experiences of how Reiki's made a difference with the animals? And then maybe we can get in touch with a little bit of the life after death part, what you believe about that. But um, are there any stories that come to mind that um, where Reiki's made a difference with either human or animal that you might want to share. Yeah, I mean, Reiki is, um, it really is so profound for supporting animals to heal themselves. So we can see all kinds of physical, emotional, and spiritual recovery. And um, I, I actually, I'll maybe share a little bit about Bright Haven. Bright Haven sure. is... Um, it's an animal sanctuary here in, in Santa Rosa, California, which is about, it's about an hour and a half north of San Francisco. So it's fairly close to where I live here. And I teach there once a month. I teach Reiki classes. And Bright Haven has been around for over 25 years. And they are a holistic senior and special needs sanctuary and hospice for animals. Hmm. And so their population is um, primarily, well, there's a lot of cats, um, older cats and some dogs and um, a lot of horses. There's 25 horses there now. They have a goat um, who thinks she's a horse. <laughs> and, they have, <laughs> and they have several rescued um, birds like geese and, and ducks and chickens who've come from a variety of factory farming rescue type situations. Mm-hmm. And so all the animals there have, have come from in, in many cases, um, very horrendous situations and usually um, narrowly escaping euthanasia. And then they come to Brighthaven. So normally when they come to Brighthaven, they come with a very short um, prognosis, you know, where the vet says, well, they'll die any, any day, but, um, you know, here, you can have them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what happens is when they get to Brighthaven, that Brighthaven has sort of found the perfect recipe of holistic care, which really means a natural diet and homeopathy, Reiki, and a, a big dose of love. Yes. And when those things come together, these animals get better. So we see 
um, animals who may have been uh, very frightened. And so when they get there, like a cat, they'll go under the bed and they will hide. Mm -hmm. And with all of these things, including Reiki, they will eventually come out. They eventually be a part of the household. And sometimes they even come and, and sit on students' laps during class and we'll just have our eyes wide like, oh my gosh, the cat came out and is sitting on your lap. Um, and then there are, you know, other animals who um, may have emotional or or physical issues that that get better, um, like arthritis that gets better, or um, even animals. I like to talk about spiritual healing in terms of mm -hmm. transitioning and animals who pass. And Brighthaven, um, they don't do euthanasia at Brighthaven; they do natural dying. And so the animals are allowed to sort of wind down and choose their own. Um, path and journey. Mm -hmm. And they've assisted over 600 uh, natural deaths at Brighthaven over many years time. And what they have, what Gail and Richard Pope, who are the president and founders, co-founders of Brighthaven, what they've told me is that since they've been implementing Reiki into the transitional journey of the animals, every single transition has been completely peaceful and just filled with gratitude and peace. And um, because of the variety of situations the animals come from, that had not always been the case before, um, just due to past abuse and things happening with the animals. And so for them to see that total shift into peacefulness with all of the animals, no matter what situation they come from, for me, that is such a huge, you know, a huge gift and blessing that Reiki has brought. And, and so, um, so I just wanted to share that with you. And, you know, I've, I've worked also with a lot of other people with their animals and shelters with animals that are there in, you know, waiting for a family. And that is the common thing that really Reiki brings is peace, peace in the midst of a difficult situation. And I mean, I can't think of anything more profound than that, really when you think about it. <laughs> um, yes. And I have, I've been with uh, my cat as I put her to sleep and she was the love of my life, Millie. And um, she was in a lot of pain and suffering. And it was the, what I believed was the right thing to do. Like, I didn't have another option and I didn't want to see her suffer. And to even consider that there for future would be an option of having peace because um, I, I, we all know that animals are filled with unconditional love. And I think there's just these little angels put on earth for us to learn love, learn compassion. They never talk back, you know, they could be a little finicky. Um, yeah. But to, you know, the, the stress I experienced with Millie in those final moments is, was horrible. There was no peace present. <laughs> you know, it was very, very tough. So you're just opening up something else that may be possible and then, um, you know, helping Reiki so that animals don't suffer. And they, and even if they're not sick, that they feel like their best selves. So thank you. I mean, this is something I didn't even know was possible. So th mm. thanks for that. So as the show is titled, We Don't Die. And from um, human, talking about human uh, relationships and um, our soul going on. Do mm -hmm. you believe that our animal friends that their souls go on oh absolutely because you know they're no different from us we're all part of the same the same thing <laughs> <laughs> Do um, you, go ahead 
I was just going to say, I I was thinking, you know, knowing I was going to be on your show and Mm -hmm. I was thinking about some experiences with animals that I, that I would love to share with you. Yeah. Would love it. So, um, I want to start with Dakota. Dakota was my very first animal Reiki teacher. He was my Australian shepherd mix that I rescued from Sacramento County animal control, but way back in the nineties when I was just in college and he stayed with me for 16 and a half years until he passed away. And being a shepherd, he was always at my side and part of everything, overseeing everything that I did. <laughs> so when I learned Reiki, he immediately had to come forward and show me animals like Reiki too. Animals can be a part of this too. And so that's he was really the first one that put me on that path towards helping animals with, with this beautiful, peaceful energy. So I really have him to thank for it. So when he um, got cancer when he was 16, a little over 16, my first thought was, I'm going to cure him because I'm an animal Reiki right. person and this is what I do. I make animals feel better and I make them better. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to do this. And it was really interesting because he would he had lost the ability to walk and so he was kind of laying in his bed and I would pick him up and take him outside during the day. But, um, when I would sit and do Reiki, as soon as I would try to do Reiki with him, he would try to drag himself away with his front legs. And I, so I realized he didn't want Reiki, but I knew he, he wanted, he needed Reiki, needed healing in my mind. Yes. And so it was very frustrating. And so I'll never forget one day I, I, when I was so wanting him to get, and I just said, Dakota, why won't you, why won't you take any Reiki? And um, I put my hands over my heart just out of mm-hmm. pain and frustration and not knowing what else to do. And he stopped and he looked at me and he looked so clearly at me and I just understood what he was saying. And he was saying to me, you know what, mom, I, I might be dying of cancer, but actually I'm okay. You're the one who needs healing right, right. now. And so I realized, I looked down at my hands on my heart and I realized the message. And so what I started to do was give myself Reiki, really going deeper within my own meditation and self to help me deal with his transitional process because I was not dealing with it very well. And so as soon as I turned my focus inward, he relaxed and then he would sit with me and be a part of the Reiki treatment. So it was um, it really taught me about how I think so many times when our animals are passing, we, we put all of our emotional stuff on them and it actually becomes more of a burden than they already had, you know? So he was really showing me that the best we can do for our animals when they're passing is to, to be nurturing to ourselves and to be peaceful, to, to be peaceful for them. Right. And so I meditated quite a bit about three times a day with him and he would sit with me. And as he was approaching his transition, there was a very different energetic space that was created. And I could feel it when I would go into my meditation that he was holding me in this different space. It felt very expansive. It felt, um, sort of far away, like I was in my body, but when I would sit with him, somehow I was kind of outside my body or bigger. It's hard to explain. 
But I felt he was sharing that transitional space with me, and it was really a, a gift. And there was a really profound experience one day when I was sitting with him in this space, and I felt this cat named Simon that lived at, at Brighthaven that was one of my favorite older kitties that had a lot of health issues. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly felt him at my left shoulder, right by my ear, like he was right there and and it was this feeling of like gratitude like he was saying thank you for everything I love you and I'm okay and it was like joy gratitude um love all wrapped into one in this beautiful just like energetic hug and it was so strong that I, I jumped and opened my eyes and I looked at my shoulder because I it was like he was perched there right and then I realized, Simon, you know, what's happening? And and so I just finished my meditation and then I went over to my computer and I emailed Gail at Brighthaven and I said, I had just had this experience with Simon, you know, is he okay? And she emailed me back like, you know, a couple hours later and she said he passed away at, you know, 7.15 p.m. And that was exactly during, in the middle of my meditation when that happened. Oh, you gave me goosebumps. Wow. And so that was really, um, it was so like, I could, I barely have words for it now, <laughs> but, but I, I really had, I feel that Dakota held, was holding a space for me to be more open to feel that or receive that blessing really from Simon. And, um, and then there was, um, there was a, a class that I taught shortly after that. And, um, I, I made up this new meditation when I would go to Brighthaven called the healing bridge. And what's where you open your heart and you imagine your heart is a beautiful light. And then your heart extends out like a bridge and with all love and peace and joy and balance and healing all good things. And you offer that to your animal and your animal then can come forward to connect as much as they want. So I wrote this healing bridge for Dakota because he hated when I would leave and when he was sick and then I would have to go teach for the weekend and he Mm -hmm. would just be miserable. So it was a way that I could really connect with him and I could feel him so close to me even when I was teaching. And so I I went to Brighthaven and this was maybe about a, a few weeks before Dakota passed away and he was very weak and... So I was I was at Brighthaven offering this meditation and suddenly I felt this dog named Patty who was a German shepherd who had died you know maybe a month or so before um that and it was as she was right behind me so I almost felt like she was putting her paws on my shoulders and I could feel her right behind me and she I felt again the gratitude love and the joy and it was like she was telling me it's going to be okay with Dakota. It's going to be okay. I just felt that from her. Wow. And I burst into tears. So then, of course, I had to, when we came out of the meditation, I'd explain to my students why their teacher was bawling. Right. <laughs> and I said, I said, Patty, you know, Patty was this dog and she visited me and she told me, you know, my dog Dakota is in hospice right now and she told me it's going to be okay. And I just felt that. It was true, like just what she was saying, and she was so clear to me. So I felt, again, that, you know, I was connecting with Dakota in this space. He was holding a deeper space so that I could be more aware of sort of what was on the other side so that Patty could come through to me. 
So I had some experiences like this when Dakota was in hospice. And then, um, and then the day came when it was time for Dakota to pass. And so it was a very beautiful day. It was sunny. The weather was perfect. It was July 5th. Mm. And it's been seven and a half years now, actually. I can't believe it's been that long. It goes by fast. And so, um, so we, we had the vet come and, and euthanize him because he was suffering quite a bit mm. at the end. And when uh, he was sitting under the, the tree... And the vet was there, and I was there with my husband, and I told him it was okay to go. And when he left his body, I could actually feel his spirit. When it left his body, it went into my heart, and then it went up. And I could feel it go through me. Wow. It was so strong, it almost knocked me over. But the 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 whole feeling of that, light or that that energy that went through me was joy wow (laughs) so who could think that in the middle of the saddest moment of your life exactly feels the saddest that you could feel overwhelming joy in that moment that just blew me away I will never ever forget it and um, I realized he was he was telling me this is not a time to be sad. This is a time to be in full joy because, you know, I'm coming into who I really am. And I think that, you know, really when we're in our bodies, we, we love this life and we love our physical selves and everything, but there's only so much we can do with our spirit when it's stuck into our body. And mm-hmm. especially if you're an animal, if you're an animal on this life, just because animals aren't you know, they have a difficult journey because humans on this planet don't really honor them, don't treat them well. You know, a lot of times they end up in cages or, you know, tied up or whatever, you know, used as food or I don't know. I think being being an animal is, is a difficult journey on this planet. So to actually move into spirit is like opening up into their full strength. I mean, that's just, I felt almost like Dakota was like this big golden angel with these big wings. And it was like, how did you even fit into that little dog body in the first place? You know, it was, it was really amazing. So I have one little final part to this story. So about two weeks later, after Dakota passed, I was teaching a, a class at Bright Haven again. And so I went to teach the meditation of the healing bridge like I always did to my class. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, oh, well, usually I'd always connect with Dakota, but he's gone. So I'll just I'll just connect and I'll hold the space for the students. Okay, this is me. You know, I'm teaching all this stuff all the time. But, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it's it's a whole different story. Yep. So (laughs) so I'm leading the meditation I'm imagining I'm holding the space for everybody's animals and everyone's connecting with the heart. And all of a sudden, I, when my eyes were closed, I clearly see the beach, this favorite beach in Carmel that Dakota was Dakota's favorite. I see him running towards me on the beach. And he's young. He's like, he, he turned really gray when he got older. But when he was young, he was like a black and white kind of color with a little bit of merle. And he had bright blue eyes. And he was he was like two years old. And he was totally 
running so fast and he turned and he saw me and he came and he ran right into my heart and I could feel this energy just of of joy and love just come into my heart and I was like oh Kathleen of course you can still connect just because he's not in his physical body he's still here he's still here and so Dakota had to remind me of that and um and I I really remember that Every day, I remember Dakota, and so much of my work is in honor of all that he taught me mm-hmm. about Reiki, about connecting in his life, and also in his dying process, and, and also after death. And you know what? Whenever I lead that meditation to this day, and it's been like seven years now, people, my students and people who do this meditation have the most profound experiences with animals who've passed and I really believe that Dakota is holding that space to help that to happen more easily for people. That is so sweet. And I mean, it's it's just incredibly sweet. I visualized everything that you were saying and to have an experience of your heart filling with joy and love and gratitude and a time when normally you're grieving and you're afraid and you're crying and all that stuff Mm -hmm. I mean it's got to be the real deal I mean it just has to be and I've interviewed enough people and even in my own book with my own research that I've done is when we transition um we get to have the body we want, we're young, we're vibrant, we're alive, uh, and it makes perfect sense that the same thing for our animals, you know, and I love the poem about, when you were talking about the healing bridge, I was just thinking about the rainbow bridge, um, which when I put uh, Millie to sleep was the first time I, I read that poem. Yes, that's beautiful. And it's such a wonderful thing, and if anyone hasn't heard it yet, um, I I don't have it in front of me, but it's just a beautiful thing that there's this land that um, your animal is just rejoicing and it's, there's all plenty of food and butterflies and grass and it's a beautiful sunshiny day. And they're just living the grandest life ever, Mm -hmm. but there's this rainbow bridge. And so when it's our time to go, you know, who's going to be there and on the other side of that bridge uh, right away that we're going to see is that animal, that special friend is going to just come running into your arms. Well, if it's a horse, maybe not into your arms, but <laughs> up to you. And and he will be reunited. And, you know, I've spoken to enough mediums and things as well that they've seen the animals. Sometimes they've known names of animals and it's, they're there. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Your stories are really, really great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I often wonder when it's my time to transition. I wonder if all the animals that I've helped to pass with Reiki over the years, not just my own, but so many others. And I I wonder, will they all be waiting? That's going to be really crowded. (laughs) (laughs) But I hope they are. I really do. I hope that when my spirit opens her eyes, that she sees just hundreds and hundreds of animals just standing there at the bridge waiting. That will be the most beautiful moment. Yeah, and you'll be so expansive too. You might be hovering over the sea of animals and then, of course, the human beings behind them waiting for their turn just to love you. Wow, that's really beautiful. Have you read the book, The Art of Racing in the Rain? 
No, somebody else was just telling me about that book. Man, is it is it wonderful? My day job, I work with race car teams. I'm a chef and my mom and I have a catering company and we travel around and someone had given me this book, The Art of Racing in the Rain. And I, oh, I didn't read it because, you know, even though I cook for the race car guys, I really wasn't interested in a racing book. Well, then enough people had recommended it to me. And so I actually uh, got the audio version of it. And it is the sweetest thing. It's a story about this guy who wants to be a race car driver, but it's told from the dog's point of view. So oh, how cute. The, yeah, and it's it's really well done that you're buying into it that the dog's telling the story and of course the dog you know is is wants to be in the race car and things like that but it goes from the dog uh being a puppy to the dog taking his final breaths and and I'm not going to give away the ending because where you might think it would be a sad book, it's it's right along the lines of what we're talking about about joy and gratitude and um and, you know, there's anyone who's a lot of folks are listening to the show right now are suffering from the loss of a loved one. Um, the talking about life after death is something that's near and dear to a lot of our hearts that have lost someone uh, special to us. And so inside this book, and I listened to the audio version, there's a lot about grief. And so there's so many good things balled up in this extremely entertaining book that will put oh, a big smile on your face yeah. <laughs> and it, it's it's right up your alley I think so and in anybody's because it's you don't have to be a dog lover but you'd be very entertained and your heart will be warmed about your life and about animals and so it just it fits so the author uh, I I know he's somebody that believes in life after death as well and um, yeah it's really cool it's it's really really nice so what else can we talk about um how about, do you have any more stories or do you, are you good with that? And we can maybe, I don't want to use the word transition because <laughs> yeah. we're talking about it another way. Um, but is Reiki for all of us something that we can, let me even say how I want to do this. Like uh, we are obviously recording the show and it we're recording it before uh, Christmas of 2014. And of course you could be listening to this many months or many years later but just the fact that it's the holiday time Kathleen we've we've had a lot of um, a lot of us have had our pets that we've loved and lost and Mm -hmm. you know as much as I share about our our human companions that have been here and it's okay to set a place at the dinner table for them if you like or Mm -hmm. as you're decorating your Christmas tree that they're with you Um, any tips on connecting with your animal that maybe we can't see right now that's with us or even the animals that are presently with us how we can connect maybe in a different level with them yeah I think I think that's really that's a great thing to talk about today especially with the holidays as you said I think the holidays are of course they're wonderful time but they're also it's I think they're a difficult time mm-hmm as well for the ones that um, who have passed away that that we're remembering and thinking about. So I think connecting, remembering to connect with your heart, remembering that your heart is always connected. So that love and that relationship is always there, will always be there. So to take some time during the holidays, which is such a heartful time, yes. to to honor the love 
that you have been have shared with your animals who are here but also who have who have transitioned so one of the things that we do every year for Dakota he had this Christmas collar that was like looked like Santa Claus kind of was like red with like white fuzzy you oh know? cute yeah and bells, and bells on it and so we we hang that on the hearth every year and he has a little um pillow that said um it's all chewed up but it was like an embroidered pillow that says santa i've been a good dog and it but it's funny because it's all chewed up (laughs) (laughs) and so we put that out with his christmas collar on the hearth to remember him and um and i i like to actually when i'm putting putting that out and every time that i look at it actually i like to thank Dakota for all everything that he brought to my life and just to like bring gratitude to my heart. I think that's really important. Um, when we feel maybe sad, we can actually transform sadness into gratitude. If we, if we take time to remember like a happy memory, to think about, um, a time that, that you shared with your animal, which was full of joy, we can actually shift our emotions into that more positive space. So I like to think about and remember past Christmases with Dakota or um, maybe walking on the beach in Carmel with him or, you know, times that we had together. And I think, you know, our, our mind is a very powerful thing. Yes. And so if we can sort of choose to, be sad or we can choose to be to me the the opposite of that in this case would be grateful um you know how blessed are we that these little angels of light come for this brief time in our life to be at our side to teach us about unconditional love to teach us about compassion to teach us about um grace and harmony i mean how lucky are we to have them for that time, even though we wish it would be longer. It, it's such a blessing. So it's a great, for me, it's just to, to, to take time and to honor all that they've brought to your life. That's a very healing thing to do. Yes, I'm, I'm a little bit choked up right now, so I'll just share why. I'm sitting on my couch in my home in Massachusetts, and I have my laptop on my lap, and I have a blanket over me, this brown blanket, And when I wrote my book, Kathleen, my kitty Millie would snuggle on my right side, right on this blanket. She'd put her head on my laptop, which was often in my way as I was trying to type (laughs) out the book. But that's where she was the whole time I wrote my book, We Don't Die. Mm -hmm. And when, after... um, we put her to sleep and I was devastated and my book had not yet come out, but I got the final copy from the publisher that I had to read one last time before it went to print. And it was the day after we put Millie to sleep. And it's like, I didn't care that I wrote the book. I, there's a lot inside my book about grief and proof of life after death and things like that. And it's like in that moment, I was so devastated about losing Millie. There was nothing else that I could think about. So unfortunately, you know, at the moment, I thought it was a bad thing. Like I was forced to read my own book. 
<laughs> right? And I didn't want to because I just, I was a mess. Because I, I truly, I mean, for any one of us that have uh, pets, our companions, we can often love them more than we love human beings. And that's a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was forced in the next, and it took me two days just to read it cover to cover. And I went from a grieving mess to so filled with joy and gratitude, like you said, believing that Millie's not gone, understanding that even me, myself, and I am a soul in the human body right now, that we will meet up again with the tools that I have within my own book help me in my grief with Millie. And so it dawned on me that Millie left this earth just in the perfect time so I could see the impact that my own book would have on lives. And so I'm... How beautiful. Yeah, I'm super, super duper passionate about sharing it. I think I give more copies away than I sell, but I don't I don't care because it makes a difference. But my sweet Millie was an angel to me while I wrote it, and she was an angel to me even when she departed. And... You know, I, so like you just said to, you know, it's very easy to be sad and to miss somebody or something, but then to look at the gratitude and, and mm-hmm. it's a whole different spin on things mm-hmm. and can really leave us in a powerful place. And I, and I think a lot of the really troubling and sad things that happen to us somehow help us as human beings to grow and to be stronger and to learn whatever it is we're supposed to learn here on planet earth while we're here. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm all mushy right now. <laughs> Do, can animals hear us when we talk to them or when, you know what I'm getting at, you know, is, is it something that they're really understanding us when we're either verbally talking to them or with our mind or through Reiki? I mean, do they understand us? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it would be hard to say whether they actually understand the language or whether they see pictures or it probably depends on the animal. But for me, because I work with Reiki, it's really more about a vibration. So just like we were just talking about, you know, you can have the vibration of sadness or you can have the vibration of gratitude. And it's the same thing when we talk to our animals, we talk about our animals. We can talk about them, you know, with a vibration that's very positive and loving and supportive, or we can talk about, you know, oh, they did this wrong, they did that wrong, and immediately our vibration changes to kind of a negative place. And so I I always say to people, because, you know, often I go, if I'm doing Reiki with somebody's animal, there's something wrong with them, which is why they want me to come feel better. But then if I go and they're going on and on and on about all these things that are wrong, the vibration gets so heavy and negative and the animal becomes very um, resistant to connecting. So I always say, you know, talk, talk to your animals or talk in their presence as if they're like a, like a five-year-old child. What would you say if your five-year-old was standing next to you? How would you talk? <laughs> you know, what would you be saying? Yeah. It's the same thing with with our animals, that they are so aware of everything that we're saying. And it's so important, even if they're having challenges. And this is, this is something that I haven't mentioned yet today that I, that I wanted to say. So I'm glad that you asked that question. Um, 
when we actually look at our animals, I challenge all of you to see deeper than their problems or their issues, or even if they're transitioning, you might be looking with your eyes and you see that their body looks weak or, you know, they, who knows, they, they don't look the way they used to. They look old. They look, you know, rickety, but look deeper. And this is something that the meditations of Reiki help us to do. If we look deeper, we can see the heart of our animals. And the heart of our animals and their spirit, their essence, is always, always, always perfect and always bright and always in balance and always in harmony. And so if, if, if I go into somebody's house and, and I see their animal for their true essence and I see how beautiful and bright they are, now my vibration is so positive and open and they want to come over and connect. And on the other hand, if I go in there and I feel pity, I feel sad, I feel scared or whatever because of their appearance or what they're going through, now my vibration becomes very kind of small and, and tight and kind of, I, I call it sort of um, unpleasant to the animal. They, they sort of sense that negativity. Mm -hmm. And so then animals might run out of the room. <laughs> so, so we have to go, we have to go deeper and connect from the spiritual level, especially with animals that are having problems or might be transitioning. If we want them to feel comfortable and good about our presence. And if we want them to connect with us, it's so important. So this is really what I teach in my classes is I teach people how to see with your heart and connect with your heart. And when you do that, you can get through any situation with a positive, peaceful resonance. And I wouldn't doubt, Kathleen, that what you teach people and what they practice on their animals carries over to their interactions with human beings. I hope so, because I my... My work over the years has taught me that the animals are actually trying to tell us how to be with each other. Wow. Wow. That left me kind of speechless. <laughs> well, it does, because I think we all have somebody in our life, or we might, that um, you want to tell them a thing or two, or why are they the way they are, and all that stuff, but to look at maybe even a human being, uh, and know that they have just that kind, loving heart. You know, you mm -hmm. talk to somebody and it, it's clear that when you talk to somebody and you see the best in them, they they respond differently than if you see the worst in them. You know, so to pra and it's the, the same with animals. I, I live with my aunt and Harry is our kitty. And she has spent more time with him and she loves that cat to pieces. I mean, she just, it's all about Harry when she's home. <laughs> and it's so cute because Harry knows about the time she comes home from work. So he sits in the window waiting for her. Very often, even before she pulls in the driveway, he starts meowing. And then I know within the next couple of minutes, she's going to be home. And he follows her around like a dog. He'll jump on her lap no matter where she is when it's time to go to bed. There he is right up with her. And with me, now, 
we've both we've had Harry for about two and a half years and with me I'm just like somebody who feeds him you know <laughs> if she's gone and as much as I try to give the love and everything he, he knows that I mean I I tease her because we're both single ladies that Harry's her soulmate you know and it's just it's so evident um, so sweet. yeah it really is it's just it, but what a wonderful opportunity for us to experience love so I do think, you know, if somebody's on the fence, whether to get a cat or dog or animal, you know, go for it because it is so much love that, gosh, um, aren't there some studies that people live longer who have pets and decreases stress and all kinds of stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. They, I mean, and if you look at like therapy pets, they have, you know, dogs and cats and, and other animals even that go visit people in hospitals and hospice and working with special needs children. I don't know if you've seen that um, movie horse boy, No. but it's about an autistic boy that that couldn't speak. And then when he saw a horse and he put his hands on the horse, he was able to say horse. And so his parents go on this journey to heal their, their child, but he really is healed through horses. And so then his parents started a, a riding center for um, disabled kids. And it's just a really wonderful story. But I think, I mean, for me, this is another reason why I do this work with Reiki and animals, because I feel that they do so much for us they are, they heal us so much just by being who they are that, you know, it's not like they're trying, <laughs> they're just being who they are. They bring so much love and joy to our lives and to the world that we owe it to them. I mean, that's kind of how I feel is that as human beings, we owe it to them to, to go deeper and to be smarter, to let go of our, you know, sometimes we're too much in our intellect to let go of our human intellect about how we know how to do all these things and to go back and remember our, our ancient connection to mother earth, which is really about our heart and, and being, I heard um, Deepak Chopra say, um, we're more of a human doing. We forget that we're a human being. Mm -hmm. And, and I love that, that, and I think the animals bring us back into the state of being again so that we are closer to who we really are going back to that true essence inside they show us they oh help. that's so beautiful thank you so much now i'm left though with i have a cat and now you've touched on reiki how do i find out more that what i can do for my kitty or learn about reiki or learn about you and what you're up to how do we connect? Well, with I have you? a lot of um, resources on my website, which is um, animalreikisource.com. And um, I also have an Animal Reiki Source Facebook page, which I put up little daily articles and quotes of inspiration. And I share videos. I have an Animal Reiki Source YouTube page, and I um, share lots of videos about working with animals and Reiki and energy and healing with animals. Um, so I invite people to to look for me in, in those. Yes, and I, I will, and by the time you're listening to this, if you look at wedontdieradio.com and you click on Kathleen Prasad, um, just beneath her picture and where the episode is, I'll put the link to her animal Reiki source and her Facebook page and Twitter and all of that to, to follow up. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Any closing words? 
my new friend. I just, you've really brought so much love into my heart right now. Uh, thinking of these little beings that are just filled with unconditional love. Aren't they amazing? Well, yeah. you know, one of the, one of the teachings, one of my main teachings is, um, that animals are our spiritual teachers. And I don't even just mean our animals who live with us, but I mean all animals on the planet. They can show us and teach us so much. I mean even the butterfly in your garden or the little squirrel that comes to visit in your backyard. I mean all creatures, they have so much wisdom because they are so much more close to Mother Earth's ancient wisdom, things that we have lost touch with. So one of the ways that I love to sign my books and to sign off on my little videos I make is I always um, finish with, and I'll say this to your listeners today, that in all that you do as you go forth, may the animals light your way. Oh, that's beautiful. Kathleen Prasad, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Sandra. This has been a, a lot of fun. It really has been. I've just got a giant smile on my face. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do. And for our listener, thank you for being here, too. And as a gift for you, I know I refer to things inside my book over and over and over. Uh, that's not to tease you to go buy it. But if you go to wedontdieradio.com, and at the very top, there's a click here to be part of the Insiders Club. Well, when you click on that, I have a copy. Uh, it's a PDF file, so you have to read it on your computer, of my entire book that I'd like to give you as a as a gift for being here. And some other things, if you're dealing with grief, there's some tools to, to deal with grief and some things about life after death. But I'd like you to have that. And I and again, it's, it's more about making a difference than selling copies of the book. And I want to encourage everyone to check out Kathleen's websites and really remember that our little companions and some might be big companions and those are our animals do make a difference in our life and really to concentrate on uh, being grateful feeling the joy and feeling the love so this is sandra champlain i do believe that life is an education for our soul and that our lives here on earth are important and we do share them with the animal kingdom so thanks for being here thanks for listening and we'll see you soon 